Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. All right. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent. The cocktail <laughs> of the week is the Island Sunrise. It looks like a sunrise. It looks good. Yeah, it's a pretty cocktail. I figured out why Brody's anxious. Why? I just saw some lightning. Oh, damn. He's got some kind of perception. <sighs> So, because Remy's still sleeping, <laughs> the island sunrise, which we'll need a few of if it's gonna thunder tonight, yeah. uh, is normally made with right rum. I, of course, made it with coconut rum, cream of coconut, pineapple juice, and orange juice. You shake that all together, and then you put a little like bloop of grenadine in it, and then it sinks to the bottom and it makes that nice ombre sunrise. It's effect. an ombre, it gets darker on the bottom or more vivid. It's really nice, redder on the bottom, delicious. It's tasty, it's like a dessert. In a glass. No. You ready for administrative corner? Oh, my goodness. I love, I am not the only one who loves <laughs> administrative corner. We have four items on administrative corner this week. <coughs> what? No. Spits out drink. That's great. That's better than three. My goodness. Um, okay. So the first administrative corner, since you alluded to everybody else liking it, is because I tweeted an administrative corner item this week. So you guys... Twitter is doing this stupid thing. So we've had super followers on Twitter for like two years. And now they're called subscribers. And it's the same as Patreon. It's like literally the same content as Patreon. And like four or five times a week, we post like a bonus video or pictures or like we'll occasionally do a live stream or a bonus podcast. It's the same stuff that we've been talking about for two years. And it used to just be like you didn't see any of that unless you subscribed on Twitter. And now fucking Twitter is like in the for you page showing like the beginning of those tweets and then going like subscribe to unlock and like a bunch of people are legitimately bad mad because they're like what the fuck golden ratio like why do i have to subscribe to like see your stupid tweets now we didn't do any of that no it, this is all the stuff that's always been like the bonus stuff for the people who like want way more dog content all, we're still posting all of the same stuff that we always have in exactly the same way. Twitter is just showing this like super confusing thing now that makes it seem like you have to subscribe to see our stuff. It makes me extremely mad. And so that's what that is. So if you see that, it's not that we're like charging for our content or anything. You, it's just keep doing what you've been doing and you're going to see all the same stuff that you always have. We haven't changed anything. That's right. Twitter just like wants people to subscribe to stuff now because it's not making any money and they're probably like, oh, we're going to make like a billion dollars with people paying four bucks a month to subscribe to dog content. We would recommend you if you really, this creates an itch that you need to scratch, maybe subscribe to Patreon. If you're a subscriber on Twitter right now, like maybe switch over to Patreon. Like I get that some people just like to get all their stuff on Twitter, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so kind of on that note, you know, everyone has been asking since Elon took over Twitter and it, it has become a growing dumpster fire. Like what other platform are you guys going to go to? Are you going to go to Blue Sky? Are you going to go to Mastodon? Are you going to go to Spoutable? Are you going to go to this thing? And like the answer is like, I'm not going anywhere until I figure out where everybody's going. And so far there hasn't been like a giant Twitter exodus, but... Instagram is coming out with Instagram text, which I don't think will probably be its final name. Um, but it's, it's a lame name. <laughs> uh, but it's basically a Twitter clone. Um, so you can post text where like an Instagram. Now you have to post a picture or a video. It looks, you know, the Instagram text looks just like Twitter pretty much. Um, and they have a thing where you can 
Im- basically import all of your followers. So like 100,000 Golden Ratio followers are on Instagram. There's actually a big overlap between the Twitter and the Instagram followers. And so I can just kind of like push a button and everybody who follows us on Instagram then will also be following us on text on Instagram text, which is like the whole thing, right? Like we set up a Mastodon and we have like a thousand followers, which is like great, but like... I'm not like adding to the workflow for a thousand followers when we have like 160,000 on Twitter and a hundred thousand on Instagram. But like if I set up Instagram text and then we immediately have a hundred thousand followers, like everybody's there. And so I predict like once that comes out, there will be a, a lot of people being like, well, I'm leaving Twitter because like as much as I like hate Facebook and their policies like it's not like twitter's better at least they have policies and and they like do some moderation and like not awful terrible immature stuff so i suspect in june you know we'll keep posting stuff on twitter but i suspect we're going to move over there um instagram also has a subscriber option we don't do instagram subscriptions now wait there is Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like super followers are on oh really yeah but you can do it on Instagram. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's very big, but like no, if they do, not. if they do that and we shift our attention to Instagram text from Twitter, we will certainly set up subscribers there. So, um, you know, remains to be seen. I mean, there's issues with all of these Twitter clones that have come out, but, um, you know, hopefully the important thing is that they'd be able to support the same kind of conversation you can have on Twitter, right? Where you can respond with pictures and stuff. But. Goofy stuff. Anyway, uh, we're not making you guys pay for anything and screw Twitter for trying to imply that. So that's item number one. That's right. Why create anxiety? Life is hard enough. Makes me hard. Makes me mad. Okay. Item number two. Episode 300 of the podcast is coming up. I believe we are currently recording episode 290... Er... (laughs) This is episode 298 that we're recording Whoa. right now. So it's coming up really fast. I know. It'll be tomorrow. Like, not quite, but It'll close. be the end of this podcast. I mean, we could quickly record two more podcasts. We might have already passed 300. So, if, uh, if you have ideas for anything that you want us to do interesting for episode 300, let us know. Otherwise, it'll just be the same. It will. There'll be no Spartan references, no references to the movie 300, nothing like that. Except you just did. Because it's funny. <laughs> Ingo has had a few drinks tonight, you guys. Mm-hmm. He's a little wound up. I'm funny. <laughs> uh, item number three. We had jury duty this week. Me and Ingo both got called into jury duty. I'm not contributing anymore because apparently I'm all wound up. <laughs> and you have to have it. You have your juror number. Which is like printed on the little thing that they send you. It's awesome going to jury duty together with your wife. It's the best. (laughs) We both got dismissed pretty early. Ingo with like much hesitation and me like, uh, I think that excuse applies to me. And also I think this other excuse applies to me. And the judge was like, this chick really does not want to be here. And they let me go. Uh, Ingo Ingo didn't know if I was going to get let go. And he had more of a built-in excuse because if you're an attorney, you don't have to do it. You're a practicing attorney in Florida. So, uh, true. The judge asked if he wanted to be dismissed, and you could tell Ingo going like, uh, but he was like, if Jen doesn't get dismissed, like no one will go home to the dog. So he said yes, and then he got dismissed. But I also got dismissed. You would love to have been on a jury. Yeah, the next time 
I mean, apparently it's a small jury pool the next time I'll go, if, if possible. If it's not both, I mean, that's a downside of both of us, right? We can't both be on jury duty for a couple of days. But yeah. if I get to go without you and you're here, you know, to take care of the dogs for a day, that'd be fine. That's a good result for yes, me. Yes, I would be thrilled for you. Everybody wants to, you know, critique the work of others, attorneys. <laughs> anyway, you got to go and you got to check in. And then you're like referred to by your juror number. Mine was five six seven, and it goes just one six three, and it's printed on the. <laughs> Why do you know this? Numbers stick in my head. Yeah. Uh, names? No. Numbers? Yes. Hmm. Uh, and goes was one six three, and it was on the little juror summons which we brought with us, but. Inga was stressed out about that, so he wrote it on his hand. I thought they were taking the summons away from us when we checked in. He's was, in a it was full unclear. I was unclear about the process. Full, well-tailored suit, <laughs> shirt and tie. I was the only one in there in a shirt and tie. In a tie. Oh, my God. I don't think anyone was wearing a suit, but I was the only one in a tie. Both. You were absolutely the most professional-looking person in the entire building. That was Everyone's weird. like, are you an attorney? And he's like, yeah, but I'm here for jury duty. And they're like, huh. You sure do look like an attorney. <laughs> and Literally, <laughs> in the elevator, people were saying that. It and was like, a little weird, but I was fine with it. With a pen on the palm of his hand. Not only is, is he going to write 163's juror number, he wrote 167. I was confused. <laughs> he wrote the wrong number on so his hand. I had hand. to cross it out. I'm like, Ingo, I have paper with me. And I did enjoy the sort of... <sighs> For me, it was like old school. For you, it was like three-year-old um, yes. method of reminding myself of something. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so, though so I, I would have gotten out of jury duty, one, because I've been summoned. This is the fourth time in the last year. I didn't have to go any of the other times. Like, you call in, you know, the Friday before, and they're like, you don't have to come. Um, so I think I would have gotten out for that. But also the last question is like, is anybody going to be out of the county tomorrow? Because the trial, there's one trial and it might, it'll go into tomorrow. And I was like, well, technically I'm not going to be out of the county, but I am officiating a wedding in Key Largo. And I think that pushed it over. I mean, that sounds very compulsory. People won't get married if you don't show up. That's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, that's worth, you know, excusing you. And it, these are... These are the like excuses to get from 100 to like 90 people in the pool and they needed what 24. 24 jurors and there yeah, were like so they 100 were people. Being pretty got. liberal with the excuses. Yeah. I I've, I've seen situations where it's a little tighter and the judge is like, "Do you really need to miss it? Can you make it? I yeah. think you should come. It's a it's a civic duty." This one the judge was like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, we we really don't need all you guys. Everybody who like raised their hand, they were like, "Yeah, okay, it's fine. You can go." Um so anyway, I officiated a wedding yesterday. That's right. I buried the lead there. You officiated a wedding. Yeah. Friends of the squad, Ty and Taylor, got married up in Key Largo. And they asked me like a year ago to officiate their wedding. And I said yes. And then like two months ago, I was like, I know somebody asked me to officiate their wedding. And if that was you, could you please tell me who it was? Because I didn't write anything down except officiate wedding real big on my calendar on that day. Um <laughs> <laughs> you were searching your direct messages. I was looking you were everywhere. Searching your emails. You were searching all the communications. Fortunately, my little post worked. It was good. And it was like, <laughs> hey, that's me. So, uh, yeah, so Tyne Taylor got married yesterday, and I was the efficient. And uh, I showed up, and uh, the wedding was supposed to be at 7, and I showed up, you know, like 5.30. And uh, they had, like, this whole little resort rented out, so it was just all their people there. 
and like someone comes out and like looked at me and looked like very surprised and happy and i was like oh fuck am i late right and they're like oh thank god <laughs> like the, looking for me. the efficient is finally here you know we want to do it earlier or whatever and then like somebody else comes out and like look kind of excited and happy and i'm like god i'm so, so screwed up now they're all just like major friends of the squad i thought it was just the bride and everybody everybody on the bride's part of this knew who you were <laughs> they're like we love the podcast you guys <laughs> <laughs> it's such good karma it, it was lovely i had a really good time uh it poured rain for like an hour I know, maybe it wasn't good karma for that <laughs> if you're it's luck supposed to be good out. luck if it rains it rains at your wedding but really? it cleared up and so uh we just kind of waited and then it stopped raining and then it was like a beautiful sunset little ceremony everybody got to sit outside we did the thing and uh did they we, kiss did they do that? I got to tell them to. Oh, that's good. That's good. Did. Yep. That's no, it always, was great. That's romantic. Yep. It was lovely. Um, I cry at every wedding, even for people I don't know. I'm just like a wedding crier, but I did not cry Ooh, at you this could wedding. I maybe kept get it. hired to be a wedding crier. I bet I bet there are places that hire you to like be an emotional <laughs> person. We're not on the right coast for this. We need to be in LA. <laughs> so anyway, that was pretty cool. And everyone was just lovely, and I had a really good time talking to them. Oh, so here's a crazy story. So it's at this this sort of resort, and I think like 35 people or something can stay there. There's like a, a main house that's clearly like a house that's been around for a while. And it's like at the end of this road in Key Largo, it like looks out over the gulf. And uh, and then there's some other smaller houses. And, and I think they rent it out a lot for weddings because you can have your whole party stay there, but there's like a bunch of different spaces. So it was really nice. And in the main house, which is where we were waiting and everybody was getting ready, there's like a, a kind of front room, I guess, that's like round. So it's like a like the front door comes in there and it's this big round room and it has kind of like a peaked ceiling. Round. Round. Like a tent? Like a yurt? Kind of like a yurt, but it's oh. like a room. Weird. Yeah, of oh. a house. Okay. Um, and on one wall is this like massive framed tapestry the thing is like seven or eight feet high wow by seven or eight feet wide a big square the whole wall the whole wall clearly like old looking eastern european tapestry and with like four women in it and you, it's like full body so they're kind of like human size their faces are like painted and then they're but it's like three-dimensional so there's like there it's not like sculpture but there's like many layers of like fabric like their hands where they're supposed to be wearing rings there's like buttons sewn onto the hands wow for the rings and you know there's kind of like you know a background layer of fabric and then like there's a you know, one of them's holding a baby and there's like a little poof sleeve sticking out and I was, and one of the women there came in. She's like, "So this is haunted, right?" And I was like, "This is one hundred percent haunted. Like this thing's fucking creepy." Sounds like something out of like the movie Vlad, the Dracula. Like it's a Romanian castle. It, it was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the, exactly that vibe. Yeah, giant, and uh, and, and I'm like and sinister. Yeah, and so we're like talking about like what is up with this thing? It's not very Keysian. Why is this here? And the photographer wanders in and she's like, I can tell you guys about this yes. because my family owned this property and uh, my uncle like traded this. I don't even know the whole story. Like there was this house and my you know grandmother lived over here. Like I let me step back. So the photographer came in while we were getting ready. Yeah. 
And uh, I was like, hey, are you like from down here? And uh, she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I live in Sugarloaf. And she's like, oh, how long have you been down here? And I was like, I bought her house in 2018. And I was like, how about you? And she's like, I'm a conk. And I was like, <gasps> you're a conk. What? Yeah. <laughs> she was born in Key Largo. Wow. So her family used to own this property that the resort is on. And the house that we were in used to be her family's house, like her grandma's house. Man. And it, or, I don't know, one of the uncle's house, I guess. And I don't know, it was all very complicated. She even thought it was complicated. But she's like, <laughs> we would go to my grandma's house for like thanksgiving and christmas and this thing was in there so we have like all these like family pictures like from growing up and i was like is it haunted and she's like i don't think it's haunted oh come on um but so she's like yeah this was like a family thing it just like went everywhere and then when my uncle like came in you know moved into this house like this got moved in here it was at the other house for a long time and i was like we need the story of this she's like let me text my mom so she like texts her mom like bloop bloop mom what's up with this you know remember this thing what's up with that and she's like oh yeah like your uncle got that because like somebody owed him money and like he they traded it to him he sound the uncle sounds like a real crazy character who just like <laughs> collected stuff and uh you know drove a hard bargain yeah let's say and she's like yeah it's sort of eastern european and it's about a mistress and then you look at it and clearly like one of the ladies is clearly like pregnant and holding her belly and she's oh got like God. the real like downcast oh, no sad way. face and is like facing away and then all the other three ladies which is probably like the wife who's holding the baby yeah and then the wife's mom oh. and then maybe an aunt are all giving like very disdainful like side eye looks oh, at the okay you guys i know everybody who is at the wedding is listening to the podcast I did not take a picture of the tapestry. I can pull it off the website, but if any of you have one, like please text it to me. Like you have my cell phone number. Do the eyes follow you around when you move? They, is, it, is it that kind of thing? Yeah, it kind of is like oh, that. Oh, it's totally haunted. But I love that it's like, we're, we're all just like talking a little bit of shit about this thing. And she's like, that's my family heirloom. <laughs> that's mine. Yeah. And uh, I grew up with that at, at Christmas um, and Thanksgiving. That's my mom in there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the wedding was beautiful. And like a sun, it was right at sunset, right? Like we waited where the sunset, they got to get all their pictures in with like the sun setting That's great and then started raining again but we had moved all the tables underneath like the little tiki hut so uh i had to go home because like a two-hour drive i get home at like 10 30 but uh it was lovely weddings are awesome it's so optimistic and so like beautiful I love so nice yep. yeah it's so hopeful indeed and happy so there you go that's administrative corner wait that's it yeah that's four items we've been administrative cornering for like 20 minutes Oh, we should just make the whole podcast and call it Administrative Corner. And that makes me happy. Like, I don't care what it is, but you're fine. We should. You're right. There is a dog update section. We should do dog updates. It just. It, yes. We should do administrative updates about the dogs. <laughs> OK, go ahead. All right. Uh, <laughs> administrative Corner. Man, I'm funny. I don't you, understand. You really do think you're funny. You've got to have a drink. Catch up with me. <laughs> no. I get funnier if you have a drink. Uh and to all the listeners, if you have a drink, I am funnier. Oh my God. You guys, this is sort of like Always what the, true. the Forbidden Pod was like, except we both had had as much to drink as Ingo has had. That's why I liked it. <laughs> why you were on the same side. So anyway. it, was, it was, we thought we were more entertaining than we are, kind of like Ingo thinks he is right now. I'm not even going to respond to that. All right. Dog, don't know what to say. <laughs> dog updates. You guys, there were so many escapos this week. There were so many. 
with not having neighbors in the houses makes it it's not supervised guys so our neighbor wayne who's the neighbor with the pool next door called a few days ago and he's like jen could you please go look at my boat like some repair guy was supposed to come take the prop off my boat first somebody was supposed to have taken the boat like a <laughs> month right. ago somebody and, told him he'd taken his boat to repair it yeah he's he texted me this is like a month ago he texted me he's like jen before i went to maryland is my boat in the driveway and i'm like i'm looking at your boat i'm looking out my window and your boat's in the driveway and she he's like damn it like That's you know the news. dude said he picked up the boat what a liar so for like a month wayne texts he's like his boat still there and i was like the boat still there when we were in maryland our friends simon and joe were down here and they were like working at the house i'm like could you please tell me if the boat's in the driveway <laughs> and they'd be like the boat's there and i'd be like wait the boat's there so the boat's still there and so he apparently like gave up on the first guy <laughs> and got a second guy who is just going to take the propeller off the motor of the boat to fix it and so he's like uh the propeller guy said he picked up got the propeller could you please go over and see if the propeller's on my boat and i was like sure wayne and i was like when I'm standing in front of your boat and the propeller is still there. It's, it's nice and shiny. Very shiny. Yeah. It was shiny. Uh, while I was walking over there to do that, I was joined unauthorized by Vink and Guacomane. I know. First Vink and then Guacomane. Yep. Vink went in the pool. Guac ran around in circles. And so, fine. They are the normal escapers. Cut to the next day. They're in the house and... In goes outside, like watering and taking care of stuff. Hopper is in the water, like watching her fish swim around. I'm <laughs> moving stuff around. And I come down at some point and Ingo's looking a little bit frantic. And he's like, where's Hopper? And I was like, she is in the water. And he's like, she is not in the water. And it's like, how far could this three-legged limpy dog yeah. possibly have gone? Did she drown? Like, did she float away? How can we not find her? Like where could she possibly have gone and we looked all over the yard we're running around and i was like she's got to be at wayne's house and she was in the pool at wayne's house went around the fence like over the big boulders that are in the way and hop hop hopped across his yard into the pool all by herself in the pool and she was so happy she was literally swimming around in the pool when i walked over almost there. having cocktails i mean just yeah. like that level of joy and contentment this is the dog who was like mirf 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 i can't get up and all you have to pick me up mirf 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 now but when there's motivation she's like i'm gonna run a hundred yard dash and then i'm gonna leap into the water i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna swim across to the other side yeah she's uh selectively impaired so uh, that was it. That said, Hopper has been having a harder time. Reset the, the clock to zero, though. Mm -hmm. Zero days. Oh, yeah. Twice in a row. Zero days. Um, so Hopper has been hard, having a harder time getting around. The shot that they gave her at The Ohio State University, which was just a joint lubricant and uh, steroid, really helped. It's supposed to It lasts three months on average. It's been two months. And so she's clearly on the low end of the average. So we took her in yesterday? Yep to get another one but it takes a little while to kick in so she's still kind of sore um but i w i had told the subscribers and the patreons like hey hopper's at the vet today she's getting this shot and i shared a little picture and uh friend of squad warrior rabbit says it's like pb blaster but for dogs because <laughs> it's like a joint lubricant which i thought was very funny penetrates and lubricates yeah i mean i don't know how much of a penetrant it is but it definitely is a lubricant yeah side note i love pb blaster you use it on everything now. Our can is almost empty. 
Oh, I've used it on everything. I use it on the rowing machine. Anytime there's rust, I'll just like glop, glop some PB Blaster on there. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I I'm, have not. No, I didn't know you were using it on everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Great. Well, like the husker for the coconuts, right? Yeah. It's like all rusty and stuff. Yeah. PB Blaster will keep it. Huh? Won't take the rust off, but it'll prevent it from rusting anymore because it penetrates and it, it lubricates. It penetrates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Stuff's great. If you ever need <laughs> anything. I've used it on the chain for the gate. I figured you used it on that. Oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> okay. So good. Uh, we had a visitor at the GR household this week. Yep. Friday night, uh, Simon and Joe's dog, Niles, came to visit us while they ran the Keys 100, and he stayed with us until late on Saturday night. The good little dude. He's great. I, I will say it did not go the best. Uh, Remy of course wants to eat Niles and so we had to keep them separate and uh and then when Niles got here Guac was like fuck you Niles and Niles is like no fuck you <laughs> and they had a little bit of a tiff no nothing bad happened everyone had big feelings uh so we had to keep both of the brown boys separate from Niles and so like that was fine I had Niles with me in my office while I was working and then you know we'd put like Remy out on the porch for a while and Niles would be around the house it was fine and then I was like, okay, like we're going to have Niles sleep in my office by himself. And, uh, you know, when I went to bed at like whatever, one in the morning or midnight, said goodnight to Niles, went to bed. And then at like 2.30, Niles is going, oh, and I was like, oh, poor Niles. And so I like went in, I see Niles have to go out. He doesn't. So then I put him in the crate because apparently he sleeps in a crate. He had his little towel in the crate that like smelled like him. And that worked until like four and then he was howling again and <laughs> I was so tired. So I just like carried my pillow into my office, like took the cushions off my little chaise chair and, uh, you know, grabbed the blanket and like curled up in there and Niles is like, great, this is all I wanted. This is he all I wanted. Thank you. Curled up in a little ball right with me and was a great little bed sleeper. And then at like eight o'clock, Ingo like bursts in because he'd heard something that he thought was Niles, but was not. We were both asleep and I was like, what, what do you want? And he's like, oh, sorry. But then it was time to get up. So Niles was great. The brown boys uh, are not good with house guests. No, we're still <coughs> low on socialization here, buddies. So we've learned a lesson, I guess. They all like each other, but they don't know anything else. Yep. All right. And then we have... <coughs> are you having a drinking problem? <coughs> <coughs> My goodness. Drink, then breathe. <sighs> uh then we have the bad news of the week which is cb's biopsy result came back for the lump on his mouth and it is melanoma uh so it was a black lump and as soon as the vet saw it she was like oh i'm worried that that's black and so apparently like dogs tend to get melanoma in their mouths like on their gums and then like on their mucous membranes um as opposed to like on their skin like people do so like it's not great um it's a very aggressive cancer um it is a kind of tentacly cancer that grows into the bone and so the there's a few ways that they treat it like they can do i think they normally do radiation and not chemo there's a vaccine but it's it's like the lymphoma vaccine they have for people like you get that when you have the cancer um as opposed to like a preventative before uh, whew, that from the reading I've done, like that vaccine doesn't actually seem to make a big difference with outcomes. So like you don't actually live that much longer if you're on it. Um, but all of it, you have to do the surgery first. 
And from what Dr. Faith said, the surgery would be removing his mandible, so the jawbone on that side they would take off. Now, see if he's going to be 13. Take off half his mouth. Yeah. And there you can, I mean, you can find pictures of dogs, right? Some of them will have, you know, cancers or other problems where they have to do that, um, or they'll have an injury and they have to take part of it off. So they can live with it missing. But I'm like, no fucking way. Oh, the, the recovery would be months, right? And it would be, there'd be, oh, it'd be like an open, I'd just be. And he's 13, oof, right? He's going to be 13 in June. And like, it, I don't know, for us, like at that point, there's so many things that can go wrong with them, right? Like Golden's live to be like 10 to 12 normally. And so like you make it past 12, you're sort of in bonus time. Yeah. And all kinds of stuff happens at that point mostly cancer with goldens yeah and brody would not be the kind of like stoic dog who's like yeah cool like mi- you know missing half my mouth now that's fine mm. he would not no. I mean, he's so he has such a hard time anyway so we really don't want to do that um you know i've talked to a few people who have done it and been like i absolutely regret it and you know a lot of other people who are like yeah i didn't you know my dog had that cancer too and we didn't do it yeah i didn't hear from anybody and hey if you're one of these people, I don't want to hear from you who are like, oh, yeah, we did it. And it was yeah, great. we're not looking for advice, um, as as stated <laughs> on, in writing before, actually. The, it, no, no offense, but no. There are occasions where like golden ratio posts make it f- kind of far outside the normal golden ratio community and people who don't follow us um, and kind of don't know how we like to interact suddenly are in our account. And uh, like literally some fucking lady was like, you know what you need to do is give him CBD. And I'm like, you guys, I don't care if CBD made your dog immortal. I don't fucking want to hear another goddamn word about CBD. Do you know how many CBD tweets I have received in my life about the dogs? It's like one billion tweets about CBD. I literally have it blocked on some platforms. Like if you use the word CBD, like I don't see what you say. Because I'm so fucking tired of people telling me about CBD. It, it is like a, a, just like a cliche at this point. Like, oh, have you tried CBD oil? Oh, your dog died? Have you tried like rubbing him with <laughs> CBD oil? And maybe he'll come back to life. I don't want to hear it. I don't care what it does. I don't care if it has changed your life. I'm happy for you and you can go celebrate with somebody else. I don't want to hear about it. And, and like fucking the first advice, when my tweet about CBD literally said, do not send advice. The first advice tweet I saw was uh have you tried cbd oil against cancer oh my god that's tough you know what guys if you're like cbd helps with cancer tell somebody else don't tell us tell the journal science i don't want to hear it nature would it's be just like it, uh, all these people with all this fucking advice and it's like they read one tweet my dog has this cancer and we're not doing the surgery here the prognosis is five to nine months and then they presume like i have not like that's the entirety of like my information also like i know way more than fit in that tweet and i talked to the vet for like a long time and like i did lots of research and like i know what grade that tumor is and like you don't and and like you're just gonna come in and like tell me what to do no no fuck those people very upsetting i was doing a lot of blocking and then i lost it like on the second day and i was like listen (laughs) <laughs> someone had like s- said some advice thing and then a, a regular follower was like you know she said no advice and 
whoever responded was like, I think she meant like no advice about treatments. And I was like, no advice about anything. <laughs> and I just, I, you know, I just woken up and I was like, God fucking damn it. I hate it. I don't care if your dog is immortal. I don't want your advice unless I ask for it. I can't stand it. Yeah. I mean, it, you said it. I mean, it wasn't like implied either. I kind of said it. Advice. So anyway, uh, back to Brody, which is the point here. Um, so five to nine months is the normal prognosis. Um, apparently, there's some evidence that if you put them on NSAIDs, so Medicam, um, Galaprant, um, I, I want to say methylcarbamol, that's not right, Carprofen. Carprofen. Yeah. Um, those may slow the growth of this. So we've started him on Medicam, um, which he'd been on before. And debulking it, which is essentially what we did with the surgery, she took most of it off, um, also slows down the progression. But like she couldn't really get margins on it because it grows into the jaw, right? That's why they have to do this really aggressive surgery, which we don't want to do for him. So um, we'll see. You know, we have a pretty good track record of keeping dogs happy and healthy beyond their prescribed expiration dates. Yeah. But we'll see. We tend to be very aggressive in terms of care and yeah. paying attention to things. So now CB's getting whatever he wants, uh, which lately has meant swimming a lot. We just yeah. let him, every time he wants to go swim, we're like, you know what, it's fine. You can go swim. Yeah, it's fine. We'll rinse you off. It's fine. Will he ever be dry again? Mm, who knows? Good question. He doesn't seem to mind. No. Right uh, now he's curled up in the dog bed sleeping. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Oh, he's so cute. He had a, I mean, this is now the beginning of the beginning of rainy, the rainy season here. And yeah. with that comes thunderstorms. So we had a rough night. But the other night, not last night. Yeah. Two nights ago. And then today he's been all anxious too because it's been thundery. And there's no, there's lightning outside. So I know, but he's sleeping now. Okay. The more, the more deaf he gets, the more better this is. Yeah, well. <laughs> and, okay. But then there's Remy to goad him. Are you ready for ramblings? I have a bunch of ramblings this Do week. Do we have any other dog updates? We got Hops and we got Brody, I guess. We, we're done. Everyone else is too fine. Okay. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> you remember the story that I told you about the guy who got pulled over in his car with 10,000 British pounds worth of drugs and a lamb? Yeah. And a package of <laughs> chips? Yes, yes. Okay, I have a lamb update. Oh, yeah, good. Lamb found in car with drugs worth 10,000 pounds on Scott's motorway reunited with owner. Oh, that's good. Pablo had been discovered by stunned officers in the backseat of a car alongside seven thousand british pounds worth of cocaine and three thousand british pounds worth of heroin oh now it's a mix of drugs and the package of chips get your story straight the a, package, lamb a, who a, is, a pound 50 package of chips <laughs> a lamb who was found by police in a car alongside the drugs has been reunited with its owner christy mayer 25 runs north lanrig farm near motherwell lancashire with her father robin but only learned about the theft of her lamb when police officers showed up at her door she has since named him Pablo after the Colombian drug lord, Pablo <laughs> Escobar. <laughs> Pablo had been discovered by stunned officers perched in the back seat with a bag of chips after they stopped a car on the M74 <laughs> near Glasgow. It still makes it seem like the lamb was just chomping on the chip and mowing on look the at, chips in the Look at the lamb is absolutely eating the chips. That's so weird. There's a picture. <laughs> uh, sniffer dog found the drugs. Oh, maybe they thought the chips would Here's distract the sniffer, the sniffer dog. 
Oh, hi, Sniffer Dog. He's got a tennis ball in this picture. He's an extremely cute, curly, British-looking dog. Yeah. Miss Mare said she had never seen a sheep stolen before. She added, he came a week or so early, so it was quite amazing that he survived in the first place. I'm going to make a sweaters. I'm going to make lots of sweaters out of Pablo. <laughs> with Pablo's He had help. an ear tag. Oh. So that's how they were able to bring him home. Good job, British police. Yep. She said uh, she doesn't know how long the police had him, but it must have been six to eight hours because he was looking, quote, floppy like he had missed a couple feeds. He ate a lot of chips, and he lady. he was starting to get cold. Oh, he probably had beer and chips. I mean, the guy's, of course, he's going to be a little floppy. Uh, Remy's now crawling up on Ingo because he heard Remy, the thunder. Remy, did you hear the thunder? Yeah. Remolade. Pablo is safe with his new pet lamb pals. So there you go. Lamb update. <laughs> That's good. Uh, we missed Easter, but that's a great update. Uh, this I'm not going to read this whole story. I just thought it was interesting that in uh, Miami Miami Dade County, yep. a guy stole a fire truck and took it on a police chase. Oh, that's a There's genius idea! Great footage of him on the turnpike. You'll never get caught in a freaking fire truck. He's he's going like meow, I'm like <laughs> 80 miles an hour in the fire truck, and then there's like, of course, like a hundred cop cars behind of him. Of course, lights all on. Yeah, he did. He he, fig he didn't figure out how to turn his lights on, or else he could go. Oh, faster. they were on. No, they. Oh, were he on. did. Yeah, oh. they were on. He was going real fast. Nice. Uh, he crashed it, and then he was taken to jail. I think it's safer if he's got all the lights on. I think I uh, give him credit. All right. Uh, this one was sent to us by friend of the squad, Sebastian. This is for you. Okay. German Greens suffer setback in Bremen local election. Okay. Um, all right, hang on. I, I don't want to read this whole article because it's kind of like, hi, I see you. Yeah, okay. Uh, the German Green Party has endured another disappointing election night in the country's smallest state, Bremen, as voters voice concerns about the social consequences of green transformation projects. Wow. Uh, they, their percent slid from 11.7 down to 5.6. Um, but here's, here's the main thing. A month before the vote, Bremen's green transport senator, Micah Schaefer, mm -hmm. had provoked local ire by scrapping the so-called bread roll button in one of the city's districts, a short-term free parking option at parking ticket machines designed to give locals just enough time to pop into a high street bakery. To get a Brötchen. To get a Brötchen. The Brötchen Knopf. Yep. Is that what it says? It does not say anything in Auf Deutsch, which is why I was having trouble finding the paragraph. I was searching for it in German, but it's all in English. Yeah. The bread roll button. She you, got rid of the bread roll button, and then everyone was real mad. And then she stepped down. It's very... And retired from politics. Well, good. That's tone deaf. <laughs> People need their quality of life. They need to get their Brötchen. They just need to stop for 10 minutes, go to the bakery, be rudely treated... By people who don't queue up and then get their brochin. Well, she's like, no, you have to pay for your parking for your brochin, I guess. You so. know, I think that was politically probably robbing Peter to pay Paul or whatever it is. All right. Unwise. It was unwise. Finally, I have this this little piece. I don't think I wrote down who sent this to me, but this is good. This is an epic. This is a great podcast, Jen. Pot, just great. I'm just sitting over here marveling. <laughs> Uh, excellent. The title of this article is Holland Township Taco Bell Employees Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. 
<laughs> by Tess Ware of the Holland Sentinel. Holland, Michigan? Holland Township. Um, it was ni- 190 North River Avenue. Michigan? Listen. <laughs> you will take the information that I give you and you yes, will be happy, content with it. Holland Township. Sunday, April 30th was a tough day for employees at Holland Township's Taco Bell at 190 North River Avenue. In incidents just over 15 hours apart, two separate customers were arrested after allegedly berating and threatening employees, according to police reports. Yikes. It started shortly after midnight when a man later identified as Jeremy with a heck of a last name. Uh, <laughs> Is that his name? With a heck of a? <laughs> Chang Kongsin. C H A N K O N G S I N H. Chang Kongsin? Sing. Sing? It says A-N-H. Anyway, Jeremy placed an order at the drive-thru. When he was informed that the restaurant doesn't serve Sprite, as Taco Bell carries Pepsi products, he allegedly began yelling through the intercom before proceeding to the drive-up window, getting out of his car, and punching the window and breaking it. According to a statement from a Taco Bell employee, Jeremy pointed his hand toward the window as if he were holding a gun. Jeremy! Because it was dark, the employee couldn't confirm he was armed. He then drove to the front door and began pulling on the handles, striking the glass, and gesturing as if he had a gun. Oh, my God. Remy is, like, crawling all over us. All right. He's acting like he had a gun. Uh, Does not sound like a nice man. No. He finally left the Taco Bell and drove down River Avenue, but he didn't get far. The arresting officer, Andrew Nagelkirk, with the Ottawa County Sheriff's Office, described Jeremy's car as swerving and drifting within the lane and straddling the center dotted line. He didn't pull over when Nagelkirk used his lights and siren, but continued going 45 miles an hour and swerving in the northbound lane of 132nd Avenue. So he was not driving fast, but badly. Indeed. Uh, He eventually got pulled over, and he was yelling obscenities, threatening to fight officers, and telling them to shoot him. I'll fight you, I'll fight you, and threatening to shoot with his finger guns. What a jerk. Deputy John Mayer arrived with his canine partner, Titus, and warned Jeremy if he didn't comply, the dog would be deployed and likely bite him. <clears throat> Fuck you. Send the dog. I'll fight it off and I'll fight everyone here, Jeremy <laughs> responded. Oh, did he, do, did he send the dog? Mayor took out his taser and informed Jeremy if he didn't comply, he'd be tased. When Jeremy didn't reply, Mayor tased him, <laughs> but claimed it had no effect. He tased him again, still with no effect. At that time, another responding officer, Nick Forrest, tased Jeremy a third time, hitting him in the leg and groin. The third round of tasing sent Jeremy to the ground where he was handcuffed before being placed in Nagelkirk's vehicle. Nagelkirk reported Jeremy had, quote, a strong odor of intoxicants coming from his person. Intoxicants. And that both of his eyes were watery and bloodshot. He allegedly refused to submit to a blood draw, so Nagelkirk obtained a warrant. Jeremy was taken to Zealand Community Hospital for the blood draw and to have a taser probe removed from his genitals. (laughs) That line is mostly why I selected this story for you. I knew you'd like that. Jeremy was lodged into the Ottawa County Jail on charges of damage to business property, operating while intoxicated, flee and elude, resisting and obstructing, and habitual offender fourth offense notice. He posted bond and was released May 4th. Later the same day, that's right. That wasn't even the worst thing that happened in that Taco that Bell in that one. one day. Later the same day, around 3.21 p.m., a customer named Edward Galvin visited the same Taco Bell with his sister and her two children. According to the report, Galvin was allegedly lurking inside the store. Lurking! And placing small orders. 
An employee told Galvin he wasn't allowed on the property due to issues in the past not included in the report. Lurker. The employee said Galvin asked to be refunded since he hadn't received his food. While processing the refund, Galvin allegedly began yelling at the employees and threatening to harm them. Mm. Citing witness statements, the report says Galvin ripped a card reader off the counter and threw it at an employee who was struck in the head. He then ripped a second card reader from the counter and started swinging at another employee before being tackled to the ground and held down until police arrived. Jeez. Several Taco Bell employees provided witness statements, including one that said Galvin bit her. Oh, here we go. Did she ask to be bitten? She no, did she did not. not. Galvin's sister said she took the children outside when Galvin started arguing with the employee, and when she returned, she saw her brother being held down. In her statement to police, she said she began yelling at the employees to just refund them the money so they could leave, but the employees allegedly refused. According to the report, Galvin said his order wasn't filled because some equipment wasn't functional. He said when he requested a refund, the store manager refused, and that's why he destroyed two credit card readers. Mm, there's a real timing issue. The equipment wasn't functional after you threw it around, buddy. Galvin was charged with destruction of business property, as well as three counts of assault, and was lodged into the Ottawa County Jail. He posted bond and was released May 1st. According to court records, Jeremy will be arraigned in Ottawa County Circuit Court on Monday, June 5th. So this, everyone can come watch. A schedule is not immediately available for Galvin. Everyone can come watch. And the Sentinel was informed a number of employees were terminated following the second incident, but several inquiries to Taco Bell's communication teams were not immediately returned. Taco Bell, they've had a rough day. They're going to be real jumpy after that first thing. Seriously, and then the dude was like throwing shit at them. And biting. Yep. And biting. And biting. Anyway, there come you on. go. There's nicer. Taco Bell story. Reinstate everyone who was working that day because it was a rough day. And give them a bonus. Like if you get robbed, you work at a bank and you get robbed, you get a bonus. Something gets smashed in your head or you get bitten, you should get a biting bonus. A biting bonus. Yeah. Are you ready for Taste of the Keys? Yes. Speaking of biting. Bring it on. Wait, I didn't know it was speaking of biting. This is from the AP Dateline Summerland Fla. Summerland a shark in the Florida Keys bit the foot of a fisherman who had reeled it in, sending the man to the hospital. 35-year-old man was fishing off a dock in Summerland Key when he caught a shark Friday night. While it was on the dock, it bit him in the foot. The angler was phone flown by trauma helicopter to a hospital in Miami. His condition was not known on Saturday. Maybe don't pull anyone out of the water unless they ask you to. Seriously, you guys. When our neighbor, Wayne caught a shark and he called us to like come over and help that him like net the shark. was like a four shark. foot shark. Yeah. That shark was on the dock and I was like, this shark 100% could bite my foot if I'm not that careful. That could be 100% be biting. That shark, we put it back in the water. I was a little yeah. sad he caught it in the first place. It was hard to get the hook out. Yes, it was. And there was another old hook in there. Yeah, that's right. It was de-hooked twice. Anyway, the shark went back and he's probably been caught like five more times. He seemed dumb. I know, but the first headline I think that we saw about this was shark attack in Summerlin Key. But if you put pull the shark out to your dock and put it next to you and it bites you that's self-defense man that's not an attack <laughs> that's not a shark attack that's a shark biting incident i agree yeah time for saying. german word of the week yeah it's uh, not as you know no- nothing spicy this time uh we said Sommerurlaub. yeah which is summer vacation vacation although the big thing in germany is Sommerferien. Germans do not have, German schools do not have the long summer vacation that Americans have. Mm-hmm. Where it's like three months. 
you know, to they'll help have with like the farm. They'll have like three or four weeks, and it's I don't know why, but it's different for every federal state. So Bavaria has their summer vacation, and you know, Rhineland Panatland has theirs, and and Berlin has their their own schedule. Um, like spring break here. Spring break, but the Germans. I mean, when they go, when they have time off, they go somewhere, gen- uh, many of them, mm-hmm. right? They, they like will travel. So it's, it used to be, and it, maybe it's a little bit different now, but it used to be like the night before <laughs> the Sommerfeh in, in Bavaria, there'd be just Stau everywhere going south because everyone's like going to Italy. Stau is a traffic jam. Yeah, or in, you know, maybe in uh, the, the areas near Holland, there's Stau going west because everyone wants to go to the beach in Holland. I mean, it's just like everyone decides to do the same thing at the same time on the same road. And then you have like this two-hour traffic jams and stuff. And it's just because you can't waste a day of Zomafein. Yeah. You can't like wait three days. You <laughs> have to max it out completely. It's very uh, yeah, almost scheduled. Yeah. So that's Zomafein. Zomurlaub is holiday, but Zomafein is like the summer break yeah yeah nice yeah there you go you got anything for ingo corner um no i think it's nice that you got to officiate a wedding me too and it's a nice sign of community that everyone knew who you were and likes you (laughs) that's nice indeed all right everyone well thanks for listening and until next time slava ukraini and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to never ends well bye bye